0: Welcome to the Minor Touches and Major Gifts Podcast, where small nonprofit leaders get the strategies and encouragement they need to see their mission fully funded. We refuse to leave the world as it is. Nope, we're dreaming of it as it could be. We're kicking history at its sides, and we're having a good time while we're doing it. We believe that paying attention to Minor Touches sees our mission funded with major gifts. For the next few minutes... We hoist our sails in a voyage away from mediocrity, and just as fast as the wind will move us, we're racing toward excellence and seeing our mission fully funded. I'm your host, David Oakes. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Minor Touches and Major Gifts podcast for small nonprofits. I'm thrilled that you're with me today. I'm David Oakes, and I want to do my best to pack the next few minutes full of value for you. I want to make it worth your while that you tuned in today. Today, we're talking about how to make donors feel like tiny fish in a big crowded pond. Not something you really want to do, but I think that as small nonprofit leaders, we do that in a lot of ways, and a lot of times we don't realize we're doing it. In his book, Robots make bad fundraisers. Stephen Shattuck describes a piece of communication he got in the mail from a nonprofit and it read, Whether you've donated today, previously given, or still plan to give, we thank you for your ongoing support. Now, this kind of writing happens when nonprofits list all the possible reasons that they might send out a piece of communicating collateral, and they want to make sure they've just covered Everyone, no matter who they are, let's listen to it again. Whether you have donated today, whether you have previously given, or whether you still plan to give—wow, that earth—that's three distinctly different groups that ought to receive a different message. But it says, "We thank you for your ongoing support." If you've never given, if you gave today, or it's still just a thought, this is this writing happens because nonprofits. Wanna cover everybody rather than making sure their communications collateral fits it fits. And it's usually done because a nonprofit either just doesn't take the time, they don't know, or they don't have the tools to segment a new term, segment their audience. Segmenting is a term we use to refer to dividing our donors up into groups so we can communicate uniquely with them. Why does that matter? Because, listen to me, dear nonprofit leader, the lack of of personalized communications, it's one of the core reasons that donors stop giving. Nonprofits who segment their donors put their donors into un- unique groups, either based on the frequency of their gift, the recency, how their latest gift, their reasons for why they give, or their interests, any other demographic information or psychographic dif- information. It a nonprofit, an organization dod- that does that has taken significant steps toward increasing their donor retention rates. Donor retention rates. Remember, the average donor retention rate for nonprofits is 45%. 45%. We maintain, we hold on to, not even or right at, half of our donors. That means without special care, only 4 out of 10 of your present donors will still be engaged with you next year. Oh my gosh, we're going to lose unless we do something. If we're average, then we're going to lose 60% of the donors who are engaged. Now, we'll still have them on our mailing list. We'll still keep sending stuff to them, but they will have checked out and maybe we will not even have realized it. So in real numbers, that means you got a 100 engaged donors that unless you do some real work. Those 100 engaged donors in one year's time, that group of 100 is going to shrink to 40. OMG, people, OMG. Nonprofit leaders live exhausted trying to find new donors, just doing everything they can to get new donors. And at the same time, donors are leaving out the back door at a bigger rate than you're able to get them to come in. Oh my goodness. Now, one of the biggest reasons that we know from studies that we lose donors is a lack of personalized communications. Remember the line that Stephen quoted in his book, whether you have donated today, previously given or still plan to give, we thank you. (laughs) That's not personal. That's three different groups of people in one little sentence that deserved to be communicated with. So one of the biggest reasons we'll lose our donors is this lack of being personal in our communications. Folks, it doesn't have to be this way. Just this week for me in my mailbox, I received a contribution letter with my 2020 giving listed. Uh, it was all listed on there and it began, Dear Supporter. <laughs> I had a page full of gifts to this organization and it starts out with, Dear Supporter. Now, intuitively, my psyche tells me that this organization. Wrote this letter to everybody. There's so many people, they don't have time to put my name in on the letter. I'm one of many. This is a form letter written to a lot of people. It's not personalized. My psyche tells me that. I know it. Dear supporter, I gave to you monthly all year and you still don't know my name That gets me in the gut. Now, to use Stephen Shaddock's phrasing in his book, it makes me feel like I am one tiny fish in a great big crowded pond. Wow. Sending the same communications to all your donors makes them feel like tiny fish in a great big crowded pond. We can fix this. This doesn't have to be. The answer is, is to have a communication plan and a segment to your mailing list. Segmentation is where having excellent donor software makes it easier. Now, if you don't have that, some of the, my friends, they start their nonprofit out just using an Excel sheet. It, it can be a little more harder there, but you can do it. To get started, and I I got these um, starting points from... Uh, Beginner's guide that Bloomerang puts out, Stephen Shattuck actually make this too. I'm going to give you the link to it. You can download it just like I did. The first thing you want to do is create your segments. Some of the most common segments you want to segment out. Make sure you're communicating with your first-time donors in a special way. Now, the statistics for first-time donors, we've talked about this in the past, For giving a second gift out of the 10 people who gave your organization a gift last year, out of 10, only two are likely statistically likely to come back and give you a second gift. The majority of the people who gave to your organization for the first time last year, you got excited about it. They will never give a second gift. So you want to have a plan for your first time donors. What about your monthly donors? Do not send them the same collateral that you send to everybody else saying, "Are you, would you consider a gift today? They're going to read that gift and think, what? I give every month. You don't even know who I am. Make sure your monthly donors get something written to them. You should know who your lapsed donors are. You should know who they are. I say after uh, 24 months, at 36 at the most, you should stop sending the same collateral to these lapsed donors that you're sending to everybody else. I still get stuff in the mail from organizations that I gave to above five years ago. Intentionally, I stopped giving to them. And they still spend the money, waste resources to send me stuff. And I just think that you know that's part of the reason why I stopped giving to you you don't even know who i am so you should know who your lapsed donors are you can communicate with them i would suggest sending them a special letter just saying we miss you we miss you here's what's here's what we've accomplished since the last time you gave Goodness gracious. That's an awesome letter to receive. Is there anything we want? We should hear from you. Here's my, give them your cell phone number. Yes. If you're a small nonprofit, give them your number. Just say, call me. I would treasure, treasure hearing from you. You should segment out your volunteers, volunteers, especially volunteers who have never given to your organization. Do you know that volunteers, are the chances of someone giving go up dramatically once they've ever volunteered at something you've done? Make sure your volunteers get communication collateral just specifically tailored to them. What about donors who have shared feedback? If someone has has ever given you some feedback on social media with your DMS, your software, anyway, on your website, make sure you speak with them special. What about the people who follow you on social media? It may be that they've never given a gift, but if they follow you, make sure you send them something special. Just acknowledging how that they've followed you for years and how you treasure and honor them for just being an ambassador for your mission and then long-term donors. Good gracious, make sure that you have special communication written for your long-term donors. Do not send your long-term donors the same stuff, the same collateral, the same communication that you give to everybody else. Let them know how special they are. You, If there's anybody you don't want to lose and if there's anybody you want to be special and personal with. Do it to your long-term donors. So number one, just create your segments. segments. Great software helps you to do that. That's why you, you do want to invest in great software. Number two, use mail merge fields for personalization. If you're just using Excel, this is too, too, too easy to do a mail merge with a word document and just put that instead of don't ever start your letter don't ever start a letter with dear supporter don't ever start a letter with dear friend always put their first name in there is great power in calling people by their name when somebody calls you by name You feel special. I do that when we, I've made it a habit in the last few years and it makes such a difference. I get so much better service when I go to a restaurant and the waiter comes or the waitress and they tell us, their name sometimes they don't have to ask for it but anyway i find out their name find a way to call their name before they leave your table with the order just call them by name a few times you would be surprised how much better service you'll get you will and you'll leave happier and when you leave them a big tip you'll feel a good feel really good about it so don't start your letter with dear supporter don't start your letter with dear friend Remember the tiny fish. Remember the crowded pond. Don't make your supporters feel like tiny fish. You just sent them something. I got I got something from someone in the last few months. They're just beginning their ministry. <clears throat> I got a photocopied, a copy of a letter, and it had deer, and it had the whole letter, and someone wrote in with an ink pen my name. It had deer. It was part of the photocopy, and then they wrote David, and then it was a photo. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to give to that ministry if they don't have the time to write me a letter and call me by name. Now, someone did put my name in, but it was a form letter, and it was just too cheap. I'm sorry. So number three, craft custom communications to each segment. I've been talking about that the whole time. Now, you can stop sending the same gift acknowledgement, the same appeal, the same newsletter to every single person on your database. Why? It's the same reason. It's for the same reason. You wouldn't send the same birthday greeting to your best friend, to a friend who you barely know, a coworker, a relative, and then send your mother that same card on her birthday. It's impersonal. It's the same card your wife would get. It's the same card your child would get. It won't make them feel special. And you think, well, they won't know. Don't fool yourself. Yes, they they will. Each segment has collateral that's tailor-made to suit them. It's true donor love. Donors don't easily stop being engaged and giving to organizations that truly love them. Not only content, but what about timing? Now, you can... Donors will receive communication from you made for them only when it makes sense to uh, for them to receive it. So timing. So it's really not that hard. Start out with just a couple of um, segments and just tweak the letter as you send each letter to them. So you will transition. You'll transition from what Stephen Shaddock calls a spray and pray communicator <laughs> to a strategic donor love champion. You become a strategic donor love champion. I love that phrase, Stephen. You become a strategic donor love champion. Your donors will give, they'll give more, they'll give more often, and they will give larger they'll do it. They'll do it. I promise you. So that's our show for today. Now, listen, I want you to learn more. I'm putting a link in the show segment where you can get Bloomerang and Stephen Shaddock's free guide. You can get it for free. You can stop making your donors feel like tiny fish in a crowded pond. You can start doing better today. So click on the link in the show notes for a free download from Bloomerang and Stephen Shattuck. It's your beginner's guide to nonprofit donor segmentation. It's just filled with all the good stuff I've been telling you today with a little more detail that'll help you to do it. Okay, that's it. Now, thank you for tuning in. I'm going to send you away with some great affirmations. Ready? So until next time, this is David Oaks saying to always remember, we are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a changed world. It's coming together. It's all coming together. It's breaking our way. And because the world is a better place when we're at our best, excellence is our passionate pursuit. We're not begging. We are not pleading. We're inviting humanity to partner with Providence, to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted, and to leave the world we found in a better place. So until next time, this is David Oakes saying so long.